This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Tim Fitzgerald of GoPowerCat.com. And I'm Scott Chasen. This is a replay of WIBW show, The Drive. Here's this week's episode on the 24-7 Sports Podcast Network. Good evening, Wildcat and Jayhawk fans, and welcome to The Drive, sponsored by Briggs Auto Group. I am Tim Fitzgerald at GoPowerCat.com, and the man way over there, way over there is Mr. Scott Chasen. Three of the four people who bring you this show every Sunday brave the elements to get to the studio. I'm a coward and at, at home. But Scott, thank you for being there. Well, Fitz, I was going to say, you can tell who has the big contract and who has all the pull by where everyone doing this is located. But hey, uh, stay safe out there if the roads are still bad by the time you're watching and or listening to this. And thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's, it got ugly pretty quickly. You can interact with us on social media at facebook.com slash the drive show on Twitter at the drive 13. And of course, answer our weekly poll question and make your game predictions on our Twitter page. And remember, if you ever miss an episode of The Drive, you can listen to an audio-only version that appears each Monday morning in the form of a podcast at gopowercat.com. And we start things off, as we always do, with the two-minute drill. And the two-minute drill is sponsored by Vanderbilt's Your Work Boot Center. Well, Scott Oche Abaji had his worst game of the season on Saturday, but the Jayhawks still locked up a share of the Big 12 title. How did Kansas win on a night when he shot one for 11? I didn't know it was that bad. Wow. Yeah, Fitz, he was pressing. It was a senior night. Texas now has guarded him really well, and Texas was kind of the first to employ this strategy of face guarding him and basically saying, hey, we're going to play four on four. But I, I actually thought he got some open looks. It just kind of seemed like he was pressing, maybe felt the nerves of senior day a little bit. But Kansas won because of the play of a couple people, and it's actually not really Christian Brown, although he had an okay game, not a great game. You see him knocking down a couple of shots, but the first was really Jalen Wilson, the third team All-Big 12 honoree, and David McCormick. I'll mention him right now, too, just because you see him scoring also, uh, named to the Big 12, All-Big 12 third team. Look, that duo at times this year has struggled. Jalen Wilson earlier in the year, David McCormick, he's kind of been a roller coaster throughout the entirety of the season. By the way, again, to interrupt myself, I, I just love that highlight because you see Bill Self. Look at Bill Self at the bottom arguing a call, not seeing, I mean, Ochai did get fouled, not seeing the shot. Initially leave Jalen uh, Coleman lands his hands, then it goes in. It was kind of a crazy moment, moment and some pandemonium there. But so David McCormick has been inconsistent. He's been up and down all year. Jalen Wilson was down to start the year and then got a lot better. But the two of them really stepped up and showed out. And Bill Self even gave about as high praise as you can give to David McCormick after the game. He said, quite frankly, he put us on his back and got us the Big 12 title. Now look, David McCormick's year has not been perfect. He's dealt with injury. We've chronicled that here. It's been chronicled a whole lot of places. It's not just the foot, it's the knee. But he came through with 22 points. He came through with a massive double-double. 
And Jalen Wilson, there are times where he plays extremely turned up and extremely engaged. And when Kansas gets that version of Jalen Wilson that doesn't have the issues defensively, that's hitting the glass and that's finding ways to score, not the best shooter, but he is a very good and very creative scorer. All of a sudden, Kansas has weapons coming from all sorts of directions. They become very hard to beat and fits. The thing that stood out to me about these all Big 12 teams, four Kansas starters on the all Big 12 teams. If you put four starters on an all Big 12 team and the fifth is honorable mention, you're going to have a pretty special season. I don't care who you are. Yeah, that's that's absolutely incredible. That's amazing. Yeah, Fitz, they certainly had a good run, and I think it's interesting. This team may not be their best, but it certainly feels like they've got a lot of different guys and options, and I think that makes them pretty good as well. Well, five games ago, Kansas State was hoping to earn an NCAA tournament berth, but when Oklahoma beat the Wildcats Saturday in Manhattan, all five games became losses. Fitz, what went wrong over this stretch? Yeah, it, it's hard to pinpoint. You know, you played some good teams and going to Texas Tech, I and mean, they were very competitive and going to Kansas. But, man, they had to defend their home court, Scott. That was really the key here. And they lost last Saturday to Iowa State, and then they turned around this Saturday and lost to Oklahoma, an Oklahoma team that hadn't won in Manhattan, I think, since 2012. They really had struggled. And, and K-State didn't play poorly. They just didn't quite have the same uh, energy on the defensive end as they've had a lot of this year and in fact after the game fifth year senior Mike McGurl mentioned that that the defense isn't what it has been the last few years this team is better offensively Mark Smith who was a third team all big 12 selection was really good in his final game in purple or lavender in this case and uh, Nigel Pack apparently was fighting a little flu bug or something I don't know he got into foul trouble only played 24 minutes oh you did a great job on him he had 10 points but boy Kansas State needed to surge at the end and they collapsed. And we saw other teams around this conference surge when they needed to really get it done at the end of the season, and it wasn't K-State. And they collapsed so hard at the end with those five straight losses that any hopes of maybe making it into the NIT are probably washed away now as they slipped all the way to the eighth seed in the tournament in Kansas City. They'll play on Wednesday against West Virginia. Winner plays Kansas. If K-State wants any kind of postseason, if K-State wants to save Bruce Weber's job, probably need to win the Big 12 tournament. Um, And I imagine, and we'll get to this in a little bit, that as soon as Kansas State loses in the Big 12 tournament, that'll probably be the end of Bruce Weber's 10 years in Manhattan. And it's been a really nice run. But this team just wasn't good enough to finish games. They weren't prepared enough or coached well enough or whatever you want to say about it. They just couldn't quite finish games the way you need to finish, particularly in this really competitive conference. It led to another loss against a really a pretty talented Oklahoma team, which um, now gets a bye because they did beat K-State. But if that Oklahoma team is finishing at the bottom, near the bottom of the conference, this is a pretty darn good conference, no doubt. Yeah, Fitz, definitely agree on the strength of the conference. And Hey, look, I I don't want to overstate anything, and I I would hope K-State fans who watch the show would say that I've been pretty fair to the Wildcats, but it's pretty devastating for them to fall all the way into that 8-9 game just because, I mean, let's say that's a 50-50 game at best, you know, to to get out of that first round. You've just cut your odds, however slim, of winning the Big 12 tournament in half by falling to that game. That's pretty devastating for Kansas State. And, uh, yeah, running into Kansas, it, it's amazing. If they can win those first two games, he would have beaten Bob Huggins and Bill Self 
Um, but if they lose one of those games, it's kind of an interesting way for the Bruce Weber era to end. <laughs> well, Scott, the Big 12 tournament is officially set. Kansas is the one seed, followed by Baylor, Texas Tech, and Texas. Are there any matchups you're hoping to see in the tournament that you really like? Well, Fitz, uh, and I want to come back to you on this as well, because there are a lot of Good. matchups that I'm really hoping to see, right? I think one, you know, Texas Tech swept Baylor, and they're on the same side of the bracket. You know Baylor, which, by the way, we'll talk about this, could be in line for a one seed at some point, um, or, or right now as things sits, might be in line, you know, to, depending on what they do in the tournament. You know, can they get over the Texas Tech hump? And Texas Tech, by the way, you know, they're kind of sitting in the three seed, maybe if things go wrong, a four seed range. And and they're probably thinking, hey, if we go on a little bit of a run, we've got a chance. Now, we've referenced some of the Big 12 awards. I, I don't know how much Mark Adams will care about not being uh, not being named Big 12 Coach of the Year. That went to Scott Drew. I don't understand that. Scott Drew would have been my fourth or fifth pick. This was a guy who was picked right atop the league preseason. Everyone thought Baylor was going to be an excellent team coming off a national title. That's no disrespect to Scott Drew. He has a great team. But Mark Adams, uh, you know, Bill Self in Kansas actually finished ahead of him. So if you're interested in that kind of a thing, you could look at Iowa State to turn around there. TCU had a great season against expectation. Very surprised by that. But, no, I'm interested in Texas Tech versus Baylor. I'd love to see, although it would require some mayhem and Kansas fans wouldn't like it, a Texas-Texas Tech rematch because both times Texas Tech actually had kind of the crowd advantage even in that game in Austin. And you know what? I'd love to see Kansas and Baylor play again. Both teams kind of had their way, especially at the end when they played on their home courts. I'd love to see them get a rematch in KC. Fitz, what games might you be looking forward to uh, down in Kansas City? Let me ask you a question. What two teams has Kansas had the most trouble with this season? Well, probably Texas Tech, or uh, I would say Texas, and, and maybe Texas Christian. Kansas did not win a game on the road in the state of Texas. And who shares that bracket with Kansas? <laughs> Those two teams. So if Kansas advances, they're going to get one of the two, and that is pretty darn good entertainment right there. It's going to be really interesting. Kansas is always so good in T-Mobile, uh, but they have had some issues, particularly with TCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's hard to figure out, but TCU has been a real challenge for KU. And they could run into them in the semifinals. It's going to be a very entertaining tournament. It's, it's so balanced. Expect mayhem because it it could happen in, in uh, T-Mobile. Yeah, and, and Fitz, just to add one more thing on top of that, it's a shame Oklahoma State isn't going to make it there because that is a fun Oklahoma State team. Yeah. They play excellent defense. And again, it's so dumb when the NCAA goes out of its way to punish people who had nothing to do with the thing they're punishing a program for. That's what's happened to Oklahoma State this year. Yep, they, they took away a postseason to kids who had nothing to do with what happened before they arrived. Mm-hmm. Well, now a quick look at your poll question results. Poll questions are brought to you by Midland Exteriors. Love the home you live in. Call today for a free estimate. Well, last week's question was, will K-State guard Nigel Pack be an NBA player? And hey, look, some pretty split results here. 36% the top results. It's amazing. Saying, Yes, uh, straight out of KSU, and then tied 32% and 32%. So put another way, about a third of people agreed on all of these. Yes, after a transfer, and no. I think it'll be interesting, Fitz. I think he's got some talent. The size may hold him back. It'll be, uh, I get why this one was so split. Yeah, he's going to have to keep developing his game, and he made huge improvements between freshman and sophomore season. But before we started recording, we found out Nigel did indeed make first team all Big 12. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, folks, he wasn't even first team all freshman last year. 
uh, in the Big 12. So what a bunch of improvement he made, and he was the most improved player, according to voting. So it's uh, it was very interesting. I'm, I'm very happy for Nigel. Here's this week's question. Pick the winner of the Big 12 tournament. That's pretty straightforward. There's your answers. Kansas, Baylor, Texas Tech or other that would include kansas state for you optimistic folks out there vote on our twitter twitter page at the drive 13. no love for the fitz and scott two-man team that we're hoping to throw out there <laughs> yeah yep <laughs> well that will do it for this half of the two-minute drill but we will be right back with more on ku and k-state on the drive Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome back to The Drive as we continue our weekly two-minute drill. The two-minute drill is sponsored by Vanderbilt, your work boot center. Well, Scott, let's look into Selection Sunday. The Jayhawks are bordering between a one and a two seed heading into the Big 12 tournament. What do the Jayhawks need to lock up that one seed? Well, Fitz, I would like to think that a couple of wins in Kansas City gets it done. I don't think Kansas needs to win the whole tournament but I think they probably need to avoid a loss in the first round. And who knows, maybe that ends up being enough just because the position that, that Kansas has really put itself in with so many quality wins and playing the way it really has all year. You know, I, I thought there was almost like a turning point in, in this season when Kansas, maybe turning point isn't the right word, but lost to Kentucky, then came back, had some big performances. You know, one of the signature games you see now was Kansas's blowout win against Baylor. It's really impressive. Kansas has had a few performances that, where it almost looks like, hey, this is a potential Final Four team. This is a potential national contender. And that, I think, is what makes it so frustrating when you see those performances like the one that happened this week against TCU where Kansas lost. Really, you could say both performances against TCU or where teams just look more athletic and bother Kansas. Now, here's the good news for Kansas. There are only a, you know, a handful of teams still competing for that, that one seed line, and two of them, you know, you think of Auburn and Kentucky, two pretty good teams. Well, they can't both win the SEC tournament, so that's going to knock out one. Uh, I think Baylor's in a great position to get a one seed. I think Arizona is in a great position to get a one seed. I think Gonzaga is in a great position to get a one seed. And, you know, really the biggest challenge for Baylor will be surviving the gauntlet that is the Big 12 tournament. I don't see Gonzaga or Arizona losing, so you can almost lock those two in. And then the question almost becomes, you know, would the Big 12 get to one seeds? You know, the conference was probably in line for that to happen a few years ago when the tournament uh, was canceled due to the coronavirus pandemic. We haven't necessarily seen a whole bunch of cases in NCAA tournament history where the committee looks at it and says, hey, Big 12, you know, you're clearly this great conference. We're going to give you two of the three one seeds that go to power conference teams. This is almost where the Big 12 SEC challenge hurts you a little bit. Maybe it hurts the perception of the league a little bit. Maybe this will, excuse me, the selection committee is going to look at it and say, hey, we're going to give one team from the Big 12, we're going to give the Big 12 winner, especially because you two split the regular season. 
We're giving that seed the one seed in the tournament. So I don't think it's a lock for Kansas yet. I think probably two wins gets it done. But uh, Fitz, as we just talked about, Kansas will have some stiff competition in the tournament. It's Kansas. Lock it up. It's going to be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> well, Fitz, in all likelihood, as you mentioned earlier, when K-State is eliminated from the Big 12 tournament, Coach Bruce Weber's 10-year run with the Wildcats will be over. Fitz, what comes next for the Wildcats? Well, it will be interesting to see what Athletics Director Gene Taylor does in terms of searching for a new coach. If this is it, we see all indications that it will be it. He kind of had an NCAA tournament or bust motto this season in terms of being retained as Kansas State's coach and as I said earlier in the show they just came apart at the seams. Uh, I suspect that Kansas State will uh, not take a big risk not a Bob Huggins style roll of the dice on a, a veteran coach. I think they'll probably look at someone young maybe an assistant coach around the conference we've heard some rumblings about that or maybe a young coach uh, that uh, is rising through the ranks And you have to stop and wonder, does that mean we're, as a school, going to find someone that wants to stay for long term if it's a young up-and-coming coach? A very interesting hire. Gene Taylor's made two hires at Kansas State as athletics director. One was his good friend, Chris Kleiman, which to him was a no-brainer. The other, of course, then was baseball coach Pete Hughes, which was a coach that didn't really work out at at Oklahoma, one of the Big 12 powers, and ended up uh, back in the conference uh, along, playing alongside his former team, the Sooners. I, I don't think you'll find a recycle coach. So that does indicate to me, I think K-State will go young and upcoming. Maybe an assistant coach. There's some guys with some ties search that are very interesting. You'll have it all covered at gopowercad.com. Uh, to be really honest, we've had a hot board in our admin on our site for about three years as we always try to keep one ready when we need one. We've refined it. We've kind of focused in on what we think is the direction of this search and some of the early indications are that uh, Gene Taylor is going to cast a net, but probably you won't see Kansas State sinking a lot of money into a new basketball coach right now just because there's so much unknown on the horizon about college sports and the Big 12. And if you go, let's, let's just say you go get a Brad Underwood and you spend a ton of money, you probably then need to address your football coach's salary too, and it really is a double whammy. Yeah. Fitz, you mentioned the hot board having that ready. I covered the David Beatty tenure at Kansas. I had to buy a second laptop just to have the hot board up, my finger on the, the publish button at all times waiting. So I think I think I understand you on that. Yep. <laughs> yep. And now we're going to step out of bounds. And Out of Bounds is brought to you by Copeland Insurance Agency, part of your community for more than 60 years. Well, Fitz, it's a fun time of year with March Madness getting set to tip, spring football kicking off. Let's both quickly give one storyline for the Wildcats and the Jayhawks going into spring ball. Take us away. Well, I, I think when you look at Kansas State and spring football, you have to wonder about the quarterback position because Adrian Martinez is on campus and he is with the team, but he won't be able to do much in spring football as he recovers from surgery. So that means the young quarterbacks will get a lot of time maybe a lot of development as Adrian Martinez tries to learn the offense without really being out there able to run live action plays. I think this K-State offense has an opportunity to be really, really explosive defensively. They return a lot of key parts if they can shore up the middle of that defense. This could be a really good K-State team if Adrian Martinez rises to the occasion. Yeah, Fitz, quarterback, 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 
quarterback, that's the same thing. Uh, down in, in Lawrence, yep. Jalen Daniels returns. Kind of his, his surge to end the year, made the decision to pull his red shirt, keep playing. I think that puts some good momentum together. Jason Bean still wants uh, to have his shot to get back into the quarterback race. Jalen Daniels a little bit banged up going into to spring ball. So it'll be that quarterback battle there and see if Kansas has found its guy. Well, now let's hear from the fans. And Fitz, if you want to read the fan question, I think it might be for okay. me. <laughs> Scott, it OJ Baji really a lock to have his jersey retired? Rick in Topeka. Well, Fitz, the answer to that question is yes, and it's yes for two reasons. Yeah. One, he's Big 12 Player of the Year, unanimous Big 12 Player of the Year at Kansas. That gets your jersey in the rafters. Just ask Marcus Morris, who, by the way, I really wanted a Marcus Markeith joint jersey retirement in the rafters. I don't think Kansas would have ever considered that. But two uh, would be that he's going to be a first-team All-American. And if you're a first-team All-American as well, you get your jersey hung in the rafters. So Ochai Abaji will definitely be up there. There is uh, not a doubt about that. Remember to ask us your questions on our Facebook page and on Twitter at The Drive 13. And when we return, we will look at our predictions here on The Drive. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back as we head down the home stretch of this week's show. Now it's time to take a look at our predictions. Remember to make your weekly predictions on our Twitter page at the Drive 13. Here are last week's results. Uh, Scott, we really don't have much time to review these. We probably need to move on. <laughs> I guess we, probably, we do. A nice just, week there. Just, <laughs> <laughs> the viewers went two and one. I offered. Scott's rallying. He's trying to catch me at the wire. Mm -hmm. We'll see what happens. Here are this week's picks. We start off with Kansas at an over-under 1.5 seed. In other words, will they be a number one seed in the NCAA tournament or not? Scott, you say. I say yes on this one. I think they will. I, I would agree with you. I'll be shocked if they're not. Baylor, same thing. Over-under one seed? Uh, Fitz, I will go with a yes on Baylor as well. I actually think they will both end up getting one seeds in the tournament. That would be something else. So I will say no, just because I'm that kind of guy. <laughs> Our last game of the week is we'd set it up as a pick em. K-State West Virginia playing Wednesday, the only play-in game. I'll stick with the Cats here. I think they'll get into that next game with KU. Well, I'll take West Virginia fits. I think it'll be an interesting game. And again, it's really tough that Kansas State had to fall all the way down to that game. Yeah, it stinks. It makes me work. And I don't like that. <laughs> again, Make your picks on our Twitter page at the Drive 13. Now it's time for our on the clock segment. On the clock, sponsored by Carpet One, by local for a strong local community. Scott, take it away. Well, Fitz, uh, among the many different players to get awards, Dewan Harris for Kansas ended up on the All Defensive Team. Uh, I'd, I'd have to look at the conference. I don't totally know about that. He's a good defender, just didn't necessarily feel like one of the best few in the conference. But hey, that's splitting hairs. KJ Adams ended up on the All Freshman Team and. Look, K.J. Adams hasn't played a lot. He's, at best, Kansas's third big man, and coming into the year was probably going to be the fourth. But he's a very good defender. He's switchable. He's athletic. He had a build that was kind of surprising, a little bit more college-ready than you'd expect to, 
to come from a freshman. So even though he hasn't played a lot this year, if he does stick on campus, I think KJ Adams could be a very good player for Kansas. Yeah, I would agree. Does not look like a freshman. Well, as I said earlier in the show, it would appear that Bruce Weber's time at K-State is about over. But I think K-State should be very grateful to Bruce Weber. I know it's been an up and down 10 years, but he did bring two shared Big 12 titles to Manhattan, something that the program hadn't done in a very, very long time. I hope he doesn't retire, Scott. I hope he finds another coaching job and keeps going. We will see. That's it for this week's edition of The Drive. We will see you next week right here and all week on social media.